Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Go ahead, move on and talk about peace. And I think peace is one of the ones that may be most appropriate in this season. Um, in this season of unrest and in this season of chaos and in this season of, of um, being perplexed and confused and overwhelmed and anxious and everything. And I know many of us uh, can attest to the fact that it's just a day by day walk. Mm-hmm. You're just taking it one day at a time. We have good days. We have bad days. And some of us can't even take it day by day. We got to take it minute by minute. I have a good minute. All right. I'm struggling this minute. All right. No, I'm all right. You got me, God. No, I, I don't know what is going on. So it's, it's OK. But <laughs> that's that's how real it has been. He's looking at me. because That's me. Season. So I thought today, I mean, you know, I'm not putting you on the spot. But today, I think it, I think it's really it, it's really appropriate for us to talk about. Um, peace, and I'm praying that God would allow um, us to hear something that will connect with our spirit and let us understand first that there is no peace without God. Peace, the definition of peace does not exist without God, right? So peace has several, um, several definitions, but when you think about the word peace, many of us think about a sense of tranquility, a sense of calm, a sense of quietness. Uh, many of us, if you had think of a picture of peace, it's us sitting at the beach and allowing the waves to just brush up against the shore. And you can even hear it now, just rushing up against the shore. That's peace. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost like an escape. It's a hiding place. It's, it's away from the noise, that kind of thing. So Merriam-Webster says that peace is a state of tranquility or quiet, mm-hmm. such as freedom from civil disturbance, a mm-hmm. state of security or order within a community provided by law or custom, mm-hmm. freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions, Okay. Yeah. harmony in personal relations, mm-hmm. State, a state or period of mutual concord between governments, mm-hmm. a pact or agreement to end hostilities between those who have been at war or in a state of enmity. Yeah, that's pretty much the definition of peace, according to Miriam Webster here. Um, but but I, I kind of want to look at peace from God's perspective. OK, because in order for us to understand peace as a fruit of the spirit, which is which means it's a fruit of God's life in us. We must understand what peace means to God. OK, so first of all, if we go back to the garden and we go back to the beginning of creation, which is what we talked about before. Uh, the first aspect of peace is a relationship with God. Right. When your relationship with God is at a place of tranquility, is at a place of coherence, is at a place of clear communication and everything is lined up, your life would end up uh, demonstrating that level of peace. It would demonstrate that the fruit of peace. So back in the garden, God creates man 
and God gives man a choice. We all know the story. Mankind chooses to partake of the tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil against God's will, and something happens to man. Man's relationship with God gets severed in that way, where now peace has been broken between God and man. And what immediately happens to man, and watch this, what immediately happens to man is man realizes his frailty and he hides from God. Man runs away and hides from God. Now look at what God does. God comes down and goes to man. But man runs away from God. Hmm. Broken fellowship with God causes us to not have the peace that God intended for us to have. Okay? God's posture of peace, he's always pursuing it. God, the God of peace, is always pursuing right relationship. He's always trying to create scenarios for us to come to him, which is why the love relationship with God is God initiating it. So no matter how far you run, God will still implement a plan for peace to be the result. But our free will is what causes us to determine whether we want to pursue that peace or fabricate it. So man hides in the garden. God comes down and God begins to initiate a conversation. God starts talking first. Who who told you you were naked? Where are you, Adam? Who told you you were naked? God comes down and he initiates this relationship that although you guys broke this system, I'm coming down with the intent to repair it. Peace with God is easier than we have made it to be because God has taken the lead. And if you see all these fruit, the fruit of the spirit are so powerful in, in showing us God's, um, God's tenacious love and his intense desire to have a relationship with us, that each and every one of these aspects of his character in us is initiated by him. God is the God of peace. Just like he is love, he's the God of peace. Okay. The Bible also says that God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of chaos. God doesn't create scenarios that cause us to be at unrest. Mm -hmm. Jesus, oftentimes he came in and said, peace, Mm -hmm. peace be with you. My peace I give you. He once again, he's initiating that peace in the midst of our chaos. He's initiating that peace saying, first acknowledging when the Lord comes into a situation and acknowledges, acknowledges peace or commands there to be peace there. He's acknowledging your reason to be afraid. Mm -hmm. See, he's saying, I know you're scared right now, but I'm giving you my peace. Meaning I want you to see what I see, not what you see. I want you to see the reason for my peace to be here. The first thing is um, understanding what it means to have peace with God. What does that mean? We talked about the garden. We talked about, and throughout this whole series, we've been talking about the fact that we cannot please God on our own. It is impossible for us to please God on our own. We can position ourselves to please God, but the actual act of pleasing God, God helps us to do that. The Bible says it is God that works in us both to will and to do what pleases him. 
Okay. So we need God to help us please him. So it's once again, that allowing ourselves to have a relationship with the Lord, to position ourselves, to pray to read the Bible, to assemble yourselves in communities that will help edify, to, to, to seek the Lord as far as your purpose. All that stuff is making room for God to be pleased through your life. So peace with God is basically the relationship that you have with God is going to be at a place of resolve. First Thessalonians, and this is first Thessalonians 5, 23. The Bible says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God himself, the God of peace, what characteristic of God sanctifies us through and through? What does sanctify mean? Sanctify means basically making us ready to be used by God, setting us apart as special to be used by God. So we can look at it this way. You give your life to the Lord. You say, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my future to you. I want to be what you have called me to be. I realize I'm a sinner and I need you. And only you are able to save me from myself because without you, I am nothing. You give your life to the Lord. Now, when you give your life to the Lord, not only are you doing it with your lip service. Now you're saying, not only Lord, am I confessing you, but I want to live for you. So when you want to live for the Lord, you begin to make conscious decisions to not put yourself in the position to do things that will be displeasing to the Lord. And then God helps you do that. So you may in your own strength say, you know what? It's not right for me to do this. Lord, help me to not do it anymore. And you go through this fall, get up, fall, get up, fall, get up thing until you begin to fall less and less and less. And then God empowers you. It takes the taste out of your mouth. And now you begin to walk according to God's purpose in your life. That process is sanctification. That process is God cleansing you along the way. As you're walking with him, he is changing you. But the Bible says the God of peace does that. What does that mean? That means that is a wall against self-condemnation and, and, and you understanding the peace of God will free you from feeling guilty and condemned when you're walking with God. You understand that my peace with God is because, first of all, the bare bones peace with God comes from your accepting Christ as Lord of your life. Once you accept Christ, you have peace with God. Now walking in peace with God is empowered by God through that sanctifying through and through. And that comes based on the foundation of our understanding, not only of God's love, but also the fact that because he loves me and I love him, I have peace with God. And it's not because of me. I have peace with God in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. And because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm kept blameless before God. Mm. This is so important to us being able to live yep. and to respect salvation, to respect what Christ did on the cross and to be able to walk in freedom and not religion and walk in freedom and not legalism and walk in freedom and not 
feeling bound by checklists. We want to create uh, a do and don't list because that's what we need in our life. That's how we gauge our relationship. Is this person a good friend or a bad friend? Right. Is, is this relationship worth it or not? So we create these lists. Right. <laughs> and based on how you grade on my list is going to be how I determine our relationship and how much peace we have with each other in this relationship. But God is not like that. God initiates a relationship and God is pursuing peace first, which he desires us to seek peace and pursue it. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. It's God that's cleaning you through and through. That implies it's a process, right? So I don't need nobody getting down on themselves because they're on their way to getting better. And I'm saying that because it is such a struggle. And many people who have grown up in church or grown up, you know, uh, um, uh, under under certain certain teachings or whatever, they struggle with understanding the freedom in Christ that they have. They struggle to understand who God really is and really embrace the fact that God really loves me. And he don't love me like I love me. He loves me like I can't love me. He loves me better than I could ever love the person that I love the most. And in that relationship and in that love comes all of these benefits, all of these provisions that God wants us to unpack as we walk with him so we can get to know him better. So God himself, the God of peace, sanctifies us through and through. And he's may your whole spirit, your soul and your body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God comes through Jesus Christ. The second part of peace is the peace that God has in his godness. There's a peace that God has in himself. There's an inner resolve that God has. Let's look at Philippians 4 and 7. I was just going to yeah. read it in the Go Amplified ahead. Version. Yeah. The Amplified Version I like because it expounds on certain words and the, you know, the deeper meaning mm -hmm. of certain words. So it says, and God's peace, again, speaking to what we've been saying that it's not our peace, but it's God. It belong, the peace belongs to God. Yeah. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Mm -hmm. And so fearing nothing from, from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That peace. Mm. This is saying God's peace comes with God's assurance. When you have a real assurance that something is going to happen, almost as if you have seen it before, you do not get nervous about what happens in the meantime. Mm. The God that we're talking about has peace because he already knows the conclusion. And if we get allow his peace to be our security and our anchor in all of this that we're going through globally and personally, that there will be an assurance that we're going to be OK. So then we'd be able to have a sense of calm regardless of what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow could be the worst day of your life. But God's peace says, I know something you don't know. So his assurance in himself is what he brings to you. And now our job is to hold on to that, even though we don't have our own. And this is why this is God's peace working in us. 
Mm-hmm. It's God's peace working in us. Uh, many of us have know the story about, you know, Jesus when the disciples went out into the boat and it was a storm that rose and it was a storm that frightened fishermen. The storm was so bad that it frightened experienced fishermen and caused them to think that they were going to die. Now, I, 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 that, that's important because it's not like there are some circumstances that we go through in our life that feels like it's the end. OK, <laughs> it feels like this is it. This is it. I've been through a whole lot, but this is the one that's going to take me out. Lord, where are you? And the Bible tells us something very crazy. And if, if you think about it, it's almost like God is playing games, right? They're in a boat that is very. Jesus wasn't a fisherman. He was a carpenter. OK, experienced fishermen are scared for their lives. And the carpenter is in the boat sleeping. <laughs> It's almost like disrespectful. Like sometimes we can feel like God is like a little disrespectful. Like, okay, God, I mean, like, like, honestly, do you see what we're going through right here? This is crazy right now. Why are you, are you asleep? Hello? So they, they go, Lord, wake up. And Don't you care? It's, it's almost like we, we look at God like you have no clue what it's like to be human. <laughs> what, like, what's, what, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Right. Right. Like I'm, I'm a human being. Like you don't, you don't understand not realizing he created the human being. Yeah. So similarly yeah. to like the, the, the fishermen, if, if the fishermen are worried, then that means there's something to be worried about yes. because they're accustomed That's right. to being in that environment. Right. So similarly to us, we right. look at God, I, we're humans. We're accustomed to being humans. Where are you? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, how can you sleep through this, God? Why are you so quiet? They wake Jesus up. All this fear, all this terror. Jesus wakes up and speaks peace. To the situation. Out of his sleep, he wakes up and speaks peace to the situation that did not rattle him. He was in the same circumstance as they were, but he didn't. He was not rattled. Why was God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, so calm when he was just as human as they were? We believe that he was both human 100% and divine 100%. So he was definitely predisposed to feeling their feelings. But what did Jesus know that he brought into the situation that would cause nature to agree with him? What did he do? He knew that his purpose was not fulfilled yet. So he woke up and brought the peace of God to the situation because it was an inner resolve that he had that he knew that this situation is not my end because I know something that you may not have been aware about, aware of. And because you're with me and I'm in the boat, you're going to be okay. And there's so much peace that comes with the fact just hearing you're going to be all right. Even from a human, right? You know, so many of us have been in situations where you just want to hear, you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. You're going to be all right. I want you to hear God saying today, you're going to be all right. And it's not coming from a perspective that's with you. This is coming from a perspective that's eternal. This is coming from a perspective that is ahead of you, but with you at the same time. This is the God that's with us that the God, the, and the God that's for us, but also the God that went ahead of us. And this level of peace, it being peace in your circumstance is, is secondary. So you having peace in your family life, 
in your relationships, in your finances, in your physical body, in your mental state is secondary to you having peace with God. Peace with God takes preeminence. And then from the peace with God comes the peace that God has in himself. Once you understand that I must first have peace with God and you position yourself to have peace with God, then you will understand the peace that God has in himself about you. And then finally, you will be able to see the peace that you will have with your relationship with God. So peace is more than just a tranquil feeling. Peace is more than just a sense of calm. Peace is an active word. And it's active because God has initiated a relationship and pursued peace for us first. And because of that, in our relationship with him, he in turn wants us to allow his peace to cause us to make peace with each other. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen in the reverse. See, we like to do it in the reverse. And when we do it in the reverse, it's fake. So we have peaceful times with people. <laughs> you know, we'll have, you know, it's all good for now as long as no. When God institutes peace, he wants it to be eternal peace. He wants it to be peace that lasts. He doesn't want it to be temporary, flaky peace, fragile peace. Even in our relationship with each other. And that goes on to our ability to forgive, our ability to really love each other, our ability to really be happy for each other when we see each other happy and being sad with each other when we see people sad. Just being able to have God's heart towards people is, is dependent on our understanding of God himself and our willingness to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may show us who he really is. And not somebody, not a God that we've created, not a God that we've manufactured that is convenient to our life, like we're putting on an outfit today, God's going to be this to me. But God wants to be God to you. It's more than just a feeling. And though it is a feeling, but the feeling comes as a result of a knowing. It comes as a result of a letting go and of an allowing of the Holy Spirit to cultivate your understanding and your pursuit of God. You cannot have peace in any area of your life if you don't understand first what real peace is. And real peace comes from your understanding and your accepting of Christ in your life. So through turbulent times and through crazy times and through happy times and through scary times, you can always have this undercurrent peace and knowing that no matter what happens, everything is going to be all right. And we have to re-examine what our definition of all right is, right? Because me saying everything is going to be all right may mean you are going to get sick. Everything being all right may mean your loved one may pass away. So is, is everything really all right? What does that mean? Is that your definition of all right or God's? Hmm. And we have to re-examine how we look at our lives so that we can really walk humbly before God, understanding and accepting whatever his will is and being okay with it because you understand that whatever he allows in my life is the best possible result to yield the best possible fruit from my life. And sometimes that hurts. Sometimes that's scary. Sometimes 
It doesn't make any sense. But once again, there's an humbling of ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time, he might exalt us, casting our cares on, on the Lord because he cares for us. So First Peter 5, mm-hmm. and that was verse 6. So First Peter 5 and 6 mm-hmm. says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The foundation of us having peace in ourselves is because we must understand that God cares for you. You got to get that. You got to understand and believe that God does not just love you, but he cares for you. Now, hold on. That word care there implies a great deal of work. First, to let you know that he does. This is loving care. This means he cares for your future. He cares for your past. He cares for everything that's associated with you. God cares for you. Now, because you understand that he cares, stop worrying about stuff as if he doesn't care. Peace rides on the fact that you understand that God cares for you. Why? Because first, he's the one who initiated a relationship with you. We didn't choose God. He chose us. Mm. So if God is taking the lead, then God is going to try to maintain our relationship with him as long as we allow him to help us please him. And as a result of that, our lives will be more fulfilled and we'll be able to walk in more peace. Casting all your cares on him. What does that mean? Casting. It didn't say just hand God your problem. (laughs) Just 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 put it in his hands. That's what we say. Place them in his hands. No, some problems you got to take off of you and throw at God. Throw it at him. Lord, I can't do this no more. I can't worry no more. I can't stress no more. I can't be overwhelmed no more. I cannot do this anymore. And you throw him at God. He can catch. Matter of fact, he's ready to catch. It's like in basketball. Like he's pointing up. Just I got it. He's pointing up for the alley-oop. He's pointing up. I got, I'm ready. I'm ready. Lob your problems up to me. I got it. It's not meant for you to carry them. Why? Because I have positioned myself to carry them for you. Now, we disrespect God by trying to act like we don't need him. Mm. We disrespect God by allowing worry to become an idol rather than allowing God to care. Now, this is this is really, 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 really important. We want peace. We want to experience God's peace. The work that we have to do is start casting and throwing our problems. Lobbing them up to God. Casting all our cares on the Lord, knowing that he cares for you. So while you're throwing it, he cares for me. While you're worrying and trying to get that up, God cares for me. Get that fear off of you. God cares for me. Get that worry off of you. God cares for me. And now you'll be able to experience the peace that comes with your relationship with the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your peace that passes all understanding, your peace that is is our guide, your peace that gives us a sense of assurance no matter what we're going through. We pray now, Lord, that you would allow us to humble ourselves under your mighty hand. 
And in your mighty hand comes a lot of things that we don't understand because your mighty hand is your sovereign hand. And that means you're going to allow things to happen in our lives that may be painful, that may be that may cause us to be anxious, that may cause us to be fearful. But if we humble ourselves, we will be able to be at peace in knowing that you care for us. And because we understand that you care for us, we can cast our cares on you. We can throw off the weights of fear and throw off the weights of anxiety and throw off the confusion because we know that you are ready to take those burdens from us and free us that we may be able to walk in peace with you. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the the gift of salvation and that we can first have peace with you. And as a result of this peace, we can then have peace with each other. We pray, Lord, that you would use us in this season as conduits of your peace, that we may go out into the world and reflect your peace. Help us to understand that we are first Christians before we're anything else and help us to respect you and respect your name. I speak peace over every listener, peace over every person that is hearing this right now. Peace in their life, peace in their circumstance, peace in their bodies peace in their minds and reassure them that a relationship with you means that they are blameless in Jesus Christ. Thank you. So we come against condemnation. We come against guilt and shame. We come against all those things that would stand in the way to make us feel like we are not who you called us to be. And we thank you, God, that this day we are at more peace with ourselves because we are at peace with you. We thank you, Lord, for being God. In Jesus' name.